last time on Downton Abbey. Edith and Bertie made some steps and they kissed. Andy and Thomas are getting along because Andy can't read. Mary is still putting the moves on Talbot, even though she doesn't want to marry him because of his cars. And perhaps most importantly, amidst all the hospital drama, Robert had an ulcer that burst in the bloodiest, most vile scene of all of Downton Abbey. So let's clean up this bloody mess with season six, episode six. And hello, we're back. We're back. And we spoiled it last time, but this is one day after we recorded the last episode. And in that time, we've finally crossed 300 uh, followers on Instagram. Wow. Which is kind of actually relatively small, but you know, I'm only following like 25 people-ish, so that's all organic. Yeah. That's natural and, growth. And uh, I saw Kiss last, uh, this year. The band Kiss? The band Kiss, the hottest band in the world. Okay. And they played the Mohegan Sun Arena, which is sort of a smaller arena for a band of that size. Mm-hmm. And Paul Stanley said, this is not a small group. This is not a small room. This is a mighty room. So you know what? 300 mighty Lords of Grantham Instagram followers. 300 strong, yeah. Then that's cool. Yeah. And if you hear some like ambiance, some room noise this week, we did not want to be... Jennings Michael Birch and Cage the Animals at Night. So the third Lord of Grantham, Little Lando, is roaming free in his room, and we are in my my living room. Yeah, rest assured, he is purring in that room. You just can't hear it this episode. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go grab him and hold him up to the microphone. Mm-hmm. Probably not, though. Um, yeah. Aside, I mean, we really don't have anything to update. It's been 24 hours since we recorded. Yeah, by the time you'll be hearing this, Dave and I will have spent a weekend in San Juan, Puerto Rico. That's right. Uh, for a bachelor party. And, you know, hopefully we're alive. Yeah. And for the one piece of news that we can give is that our Dirty Dancing Patreon episode has dropped. Yes. And for $5 a month, you can sign up now, get every single previous Patreon bonus episode, and then opt out and quit after Dirty Dancing if that's what you want. Yeah. If you just want to hear (laughs) us talk about Dirty Dancing in depth, which we we go. you You would get our music podcast pilot, our Red Hot Chili Peppers one. Oh, that's the same one. Yep. Um, The Star Wars. Yep. The the movie poster uh, review. The personality tests round two. And then the one yeah. about us talking about our music industry experience. <laughs> yes. Who wouldn't want to hear about that? Yeah, who wouldn't want that? You're listening yeah. here. So to all of our mighty listeners, our mighty Patreon, mm-hmm. our mighty Instagram, thank you. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. Um, should we just jump right in? Yeah. Episode- Should we open the doors to the public? We are one off from the sign of the devil, dude. It is season six, episode six. Yeah. And that means that Robert has beaten the devil. He is not dead. He, yeah. He, maybe he is the devil. <laughs> <laughs> he is in red. Um, he was covered everyone in red the last episode. Um, and the open house is June 6th. There we go. Season six, episode six. The open house that is taking place this episode is June 6th nah. in the sixth month of the year. Is that really? It was June 6th? It's yeah. A- I didn't t- I didn't pay so that much attention. Julian has got something going on with Satan this episode, I guess. He is a, a Satanist. <laughs> I would not put that past that our old Julian. That would be a great reveal. That it's all you know, like when when Insane Clown Posse revealed that they were all like Christian Julian after Fellows like a, a decade Satanist. of making horrid music. It would be like is Julian it? Fellows being like, 
By the way, I worship uh, this the devil's Lucifer. Check out this back tattoo. <laughs> and then there's Satan on his back. I drink blood. <laughs> it's tasty. Uh, so they do the classic thing this episode where... So Robert just beat having uh, an ulcer burst and getting some of his stomach removed to, to save his life. And they just put on the eye makeup to let you know that he is recovering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he's tired and uh, sickly and... Uh, on the men, he spends this entire episode in his bed. That's right. He doesn't get up. Like, I'm sick of this room. <laughs> I have a With l- so much, you think they could have like Andy and, and Barrow pick him up and put him in a wheelchair or something? I, I just like. Well, he's just too weak right now, you know, to be in a wheelchair and pushed around. Well, I think it has more to do with his stomach, probably, in the angle it could be at. Just uh, keep it raised at, feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I also like to think that. Hugh just stipulated, I just want to be in bed for an entire episode. Can we do that? <laughs> Bring the roaming child into my room. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, do we want to start with that? or? Uh, I mean, that's sort of the, the big theme of the episode is the open house. Yes, yes. This is uh, something we have not seen this entire uh, series yet, and it's a little meta, if you ask me. Well, there was the one episode where they had like the picnic, where it was like a bigger party, but that wasn't open to the public right and i guess they have the they had the the soldiers in there during world war one uh but so for this episode they're doing for charity uh a open house of the down abbey for people for, who walk for their hospital yeah for their hospital uh so for the public to come see and everything and mm-hmm. it's a it's a little meta because there's a little consternation about you know we shouldn't be having people like you know civilians just walking around in here that's dangerous. Yeah. As I mean, Carson it, says. there's all these people that are against it. Uh, yeah. A lot of the property. But Ma- Mary and Branson made it happen. Yeah. They, they saw, you know, this is ultimately for the best. You know, we're going to be raising money here. You know, it's a, a chance for us to appeal to the common folk. So there it goes. Yeah. The only thing is they really didn't thoroughly plan it through. Um, as we find out later in the episode when Birdie comes to visit and he's like, well, do you have tour guides? Do you have people watching out around the house to make sure they don't steal stuff? And they did not plan at all. No, not one single bit. Yeah. Uh, so what happens is it ends up being Mary, Edith, Cora trying to uh, help show the house off. And it turns out they don't know anything about the history of the house. Yeah, they know like little bits and pieces. The fourth Earl worked on the the ceilings or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. that's it. They don't know who did the paintings or anything. And I think there's a moment where Mosley tries to speak up about a painting, and it's like, nope. I thought there would be some sort of crescendo to that where he gets to be the tour guy and take over. But then they don't get. They don't do it. Mm-mm. They pull before. Yeah, they just let them flail. Yeah, for whatever reason. Yeah, um, and then during this time period, a little child runs into car, uh, to Robert's room, and they have an exchange, and then that's it. Yeah, well, the exchange with the child is funny. Yeah. Because he's like, why is your house so big? <laughs> True. And he's like, I don't know. He's like, can't you live in a small house? And then when uh, Carson, no, um, who, like, Mosley catches the kid, right? Yeah. And he's like, I'm sorry, you're my lord. And he's like, it's okay. He was, he was more of a philosopher than a thief. Yeah. That's a cute interaction. Yeah. Every, I mean, in what movie does, like, a child approach some, like, patriarch character... And it's never not like, at the very least, cute. Yeah, heartwarming. I feel like like some like a kid goes up to like Hellboy and sits next to him. You know, like every sort of boorish. Our man favorite movie character. from our favorite film, Hellboy. Yeah. Right. Um, so also, uh, they do a good job of like they do one shot where they sh- they pan on the ceiling down, and it really makes you like appreciate high clear like how it looks from the inside. Like it looks so cool. 
Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they talk about like how they can't imagine this going on because at the end of the episode, they're like, this is a way we can make money. Just have people show up and look around. Yeah. And Robert's like, when I'm dust, that'll happen. <laughs> uh, but everyone else is kind of into it. And they're, it's really just true to today how they keep the manor going and everything by, you know, showing it around to people and stuff. It's it's funny how they kind of, you know. What if Branson was like, maybe we can open the doors to a film cruise <laughs> to shoot cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And film soap operas here. Um, a lot of those like banisters they had there with the rope reminded me a lot of when I was walking around high clear, like, you know, can't cross by, by these or through these. You and wonder stuff. if they uh, they're like period made velvet rope, <laughs> I don't or if think they so. like just brought out the ones from the tours. I think it may have been the ones from just from the tours. It's just I easier mean, it's just brass and velvet. Yeah, say. yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll see. You know what happens with the? What, maybe that's in the movie. They, they it just becomes a tourism <laughs> place. Uh, high yeah, clear the king and queen are just waiting in line with the public. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a long line to get in there too. Yeah, so. They make a lot of money for the hospital. Do you think they opened up the bathrooms to these people? I'm sure there was like a bathroom. <laughs> the downstairs? Imagine that's like the whole subplot where it's like <laughs> Mosley can't pee. <laughs> well, they do reference oh, how... Oh, to go. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just see like the wet pants. They just keep cutting back to him every few minutes. Like he's just still Sweating. Like <laughs> <laughs> Has to let the little kid in there. Um, but it, you know, they talk about how the downstairs staff can't sit down during the day. And if they do, they have to find an innocuous, an innocuous chair to, you know, so the public doesn't see them. But it doesn't seem like they take the public downstairs. So why do they have to worry about that? Well, they mean upstairs. So oh, okay. that's before they thought about tour guides and whatnot. Gotcha. So that's the thing going on in the background of this episode. Although there is a big moment. Do we want to get to the big moment? I mean, the big moment ties into everything yeah. else. Yeah. So there's been some hospital <laughs> finality. Finally. So as we thought that perhaps the blow up at the end of last episode was a a way in which we're sort of putting this behind us. You know, tragedy mm-hmm. brings the family together. Yeah. It did not. <laughs> uh, Violet is per still usual. very much the person who's like... Well, now you know why we're keeping things my way. Yeah. Because we couldn't have done this if it was York. Right. Or, it's, you know, whatever It saved your life, Robert, by having that And then hospital. everyone's like, the hospital's not going to shut down. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to change because of you. It's just going to be updated and be even better. Uh, but she's celebrating her uh, uh, a victory, you know. Yeah. What is A what magnanimous victory. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. The thing is, she doesn't know the news, though. The news, oh, yeah. The news is that the board chose to change it over. They're going to merge it with the York anyways. There's nothing they can do about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> as, as Robert later says, like, well, I guess our word doesn't carry any weight anymore on this matter. And yes. So they keep Isabel as the armator. Mm-hmm. Clarkson's still the big dog. Yeah, he'll still be a doctor there. He'll be fine. But they want Cora. To be the president. All because Cora visited the big hospital. Yeah. And it's funny because Violet could have taken these steps. And she just didn't. She just uh, stayed where she was and look where she's at. She's going to be on the outside looking in. And what happens when she finds out the news? She like walks the fastest she's ever walked in the whole show. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's like, it's like yeah. a, it's like a, it reminds me of like a Red Dead background character, like pushing through a crowd. Yeah. yeah sort yeah. of a weird, like wild people out of the way. I like out how, of my way. Out of my <laughs> and way. And she walks in the middle of a, a, a moment when Edith is presenting or whatever. And then she like, reels off like a bunch of history about the manor and then it's like no i need i'm no, busy it's not real history no it's not real history but she like, says uh like can you tell us anything about this granny and what does she say uh oh can you tell us something about the fourth earl and she's like oh he collected horses and women 
and then everyone everyone like popped like oh <laughs> yeah she could really she, she would have been great for the crowd work there um but she had other things in mind she she confronts Cora in front of everyone uh, which Mosley then later reports to everyone downstairs. Oh, like, he comes gleefully yeah. downstairs. Oh, you won't believe this. Uh, I got a peep. I'll pee my pants. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, yeah, uh, she confronts Cora in front of everyone. Like, you knew something. When was the last time I was here? When was the last time I Did was here? Did you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cora's just like, be easy, be easy. And then she just storms upstairs to see Robert. And Robert's like, what do you expect me to do? That's my wife. Say like, sorry, man. <laughs> sorry, mama. Uh, you know, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. So I wonder how that's going to resolve. I mean, I think it's kind of resolved. Well, I mean, how does Violet get vengeance? You know, she's always one to not leave, you know, down a point. She's got to get even somehow. We'll find out. Does she just lose a peg this time? She already lost one peg. Yeah. Young peg. It's true. That is true. So we'll see about that. Yeah. She is, she is like irate. As, but it's, uh, you, yeah. she's still quippy. I know. And it, it's hard to tell where we're supposed to fall in this because, you know, it seems like Julian kind of wants us to, like, you know, understand her side. But I don't think one for one second we've kind of felt her side this whole season. Like, it just, you're battling, you know, the tides of time, you know, coming at you, Granny. What, what yeah. can you do? You know? You're even older than the people that say they're out of touch. Yeah. You're a generation above that. Right. So... Anyways, that's that's the main A plot going on. Yeah, those two things sort of hand in hand. Yeah. But on that same note, Dickie Merton's there with his future daughter-in-law. Yeah. In a nice little plot. Well, they tease it a little bit. I don't think I didn't think they needed to tease it with Violet saying, "Oh, Lord Merton's coming." Right. I think they could have cut right to Merton being there with the daughter-in-law. Yeah. Who basically says like, "My future husband is not always the nicest person. Which is so weird. Why wouldn't he be there at all? Because he still feels that way. I guess. Or just, they just don't have the, the cost you know, to afford the actor to show <laughs> I don't up. I think those actors... I mean, this ain't a Willis situation. Uh, yeah, yeah. No Willis episode, by the way. Dearly missed. Um, no, because when he returns, whenever he returns, if he returns, <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> yeah. It'll, it'll pop us in the, in the audience. Um, but, uh, yeah, I had to, like rewind back like who is this character because they kind of like i didn't follow like oh she's marrying larry and that's why he knows her and she apparently is at odds with mary they don't get along she references that like they're like oh she doesn't want to talk to me because you know we're not on the same level or something i don't know i forget yeah anyway she's there and she's trying to mend fences with uh isabel seems to be working i guess yeah they're a good couple but i don't know you need an apology from the sons it can't just come from the daughter-in-law just yeah, saying. just saying. Or they could just get married and say, screw them, screw the kids. Or you could just say Clarkson's right there and he's a successful medical professional. I like there's the first scene where they're like in the room. Yeah. And they're all talking. It's when they're talking about the open house. And it's like that Simpsons episode where they're talking over breakfast and they move the cereal box and Millhouse is there. <laughs> yeah. But they're like, open to the public. What do you think, Dr. Clarkson? And then it like cuts and Dr. Clarkson's like, well, actually, I think this. And yeah. it's like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, Dr. Clarkson. It's a, it's a fun little, like, pan over to yeah. this non-family member very just much in like the room. It's like, what do you think, Dr. Like, oh, hi, everybody. Uh, so, yeah. Clarkson's still around. He still gets to keep his job good for him. Uh, upstairs, the lot of going on with romance in the air. Uh, yeah, love is in the air. Yeah. So, Birdie's coming around. 
It, the Birdman is back. Yeah. Uh, we hear what Mary thinks of him. She thinks he's boring, yeah. which is, I think, f- far from the truth. I think if you ask me, Talbot's a little bit boring. Talbot strikes me as the guy who has a car racing habit because he has no actual uh, like life. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think Birdie seems like a actually interesting dude. I think, I think in the in this Edith scheme, mm-hmm. Birdie falls underneath Gregson but above Sir Anthony. Yeah, and that's not bad. No, no, and he seems nice enough. He he pitches the ideas like you you know he's an agent. He understands like things you need to do around the manor, and he's like you need all this stuff to run a open house. And I think that wins over a few points with the crowd. Yeah, but then uh, what's the uh, they're. Cora is talking to Robert, and she's like, who would have thought mm-hmm. this would be a thing? Yeah. I'm like, well, Edith doesn't have many prospects. Yeah. So, between them, this episode is just a lot of nice, cheerful banner. I like seeing the two together. Yeah. And they introduce him to, uh, she introduced him to Marigold. Yeah, with the nanny. And the nanny, speaking of, the nanny's like, can I go Can I go for a minute? And yeah. Mosley's like, oh, I've been waiting alone all day to pee. You think you could go before me? That didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> cartoon sweat tripping down his face. Yeah, yep. But uh, it, it's still, she hasn't told him, you know, who Marigold is. It's it's her ward. But it was funny. In this scene, it really hit me like, wait a second. Each of the the Downton children, they're all widows. All of them. Like, I mean, Branson's... Effectively, a, a, yeah. Yeah. They're all single parents with dead significant others. Like, I didn't even think about that. Like, that's rough. Yeah. Like... It's serious. Yeah. So, Branson... So Anna has to go for an appointment. There's really not too, too much. Bates and Anna are are fine in this episode, but they don't do anything. Bates is still smiling. He's, yeah, he's, he's uh, telling Mary, like, I'll pay you back for uh, whatever operation you did. Don't worry. Just wait until she shows him the bill. Because that's the one thing that doesn't come up. She's like, He's like, no, I'll pay whatever the cost it was for that. And she's like, fine. Uh, you bitch. <laughs> when he gets the bill, <laughs> he's like, wait a second. It costs this much. You bitch. I'm going to Dr. Clarkson. <laughs> But it's one of those things where Mary says in the car, like, uh, he should just take my, uh, he should just take my offer and pay, let me pay for it. And then Branson's like, no, 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 let him pay for it. And then when he finds out, you know, that Branson is the one who said, no, let him pay for it. You bastard. You bastard. (laughs) And he said, uh, no, well, Branson says his pride is more important than the money. And Anna is like, thank you. Anna, who has not seen the bill either. Yeah. Well, do you think Anna's ever like, when there's a car with Anna, Branson, and Mary, mm-hmm. where does Anna fall? Because she spent years of her life with Branson as a peer. So now, and Branson seems to be one to break down the barriers, but Mary also doesn't seem to. She seems very respectful of tradition. It's probably just like the Simpsons episode where, we're like, hey, Anna, what do you think? Oh, hi, everybody. <laughs> I'm in the front seat. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me chime in here. You know, just every once in a while, just ask her what she thinks, but otherwise, just, you know act like she's not there but yeah. Anna and Mary are friends so maybe they just gossip a little bit more yeah but uh so they go to London because Anna just is having like um, pain pain but Mary wants to go there anyways because she's got designs she sets up a whole like the singles table effectively right well Evelyn Napier is the one who invited her out right well she like works with Napier to get Talbot to not mm-hmm. know she's coming right poor Napier he doesn't really say anything anything he much didn't do much he like looks glum yeah because he's still pining for her, this poor guy who is a handsome dude and is i think he has money and he's been in the story timeline for like 10 years forever yeah <laughs> since day two there's nothing wrong with this dude yeah, and that's the problem maybe he's, he's the b- boring that's true that is true 
But yeah, they're out of single oh, steel. He's just weeping. He's like, my friend, come up, Pamuk. I miss my friend for <laughs> 10 years. Yeah, 13 years later, he still misses his friend, Pamuk. Uh, yeah, Kamal, where are you at? Um, but there's this weird part where they're talking about being like widows and widowers. And the one woman's like, my husband died in the war. And Mary's like, mine didn't. And the woman <laughs> yeah. gives her like a look. Yeah, it's deal like, with s- it. Still died. Yeah, yeah. Still lost a husband. And also... He couldn't. He lost his ability to walk briefly. He got mm. severely injured in the war. It's true. It is true. Yeah, and she acts like, yeah, you know, better than ever. Good for you, Mary. And you can't, you know, I don't know. You can't simply like like give someone a, a a face because their husband died in a less gruesome way than yours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Matthew died in a car crash. It's pretty gruesome. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Uh, so yeah, I mean, the dinner goes over well. Branson's having a good time. He's drinking. Again, Branson is is back. Well, you uh, gave him points last week for being like, yeah, Mister Happy. He's happier than ever. My mom did. She, I was watching it in the other room. She's like, man, he's put on weight, and it's like, wow. Even my mom sees it. He's happy. Let the man. <laughs> let the man be happy. All right, lean into it. Um. Uh, so yeah, he kind of gets left behind, even though they're like, no, keep keep staying out, Branson. And it's like. Mary's like, no, 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 I got... And also, Mary, she made a conscious choice to really dress up for uh, Talbot this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is the the look that she's wearing, I think, in like all the promos for like the season. Mm-hmm. And, like, like white dress with the, 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 the hair, in her the hair. band. <laughs> and she looks great. The head necklace. Yeah. Uh, so she goes out for a walk with Talbot a- afterwards. Let's him know that... Well, Branson backs off. Branson's right. not like, leave me. He's like, I'm going to go read. Go drink at home. <laughs> go drink alone. But so they go for a walk. She lets him know about how Matthew died, and he's like, "I already knew." Yeah, he can, Evelyn <laughs> told him. Great, thanks for uh, Evelyn's know. a good wingman. <laughs> yeah, he's a weeping wingman. He's like, I wanted to marry her. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? You're really helping out Talbot to make the moves, man. Um, and then the worst uh, CGI rain I've ever seen in a, a TV comes down. Uh, literally, they're just standing there, and Mary could not be more dry as rain runs through the screen somehow. Yeah, they like sprinkle her a little bit. Well, yeah, they they show it for a second, then they throw in throw in real rain. But for a brief moment, it's like this is just breaking the fourth wall. Like this is terrible CG. This is a rain. whole meta episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they kiss. They do in an alley. Yeah, not too far off from where it looked like um, Lady Rose kissed uh, that other guy. Well, Atticus. Atticus. Well, that was in York. This is London. It was still in an alley somewhere. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know yeah. those rich people kissing in alleys. Yeah, as it goes. It's where. Um, Cousin Rose kissed uh, Jack Ross. Right. Where is Cousin Rose? Is she going to come back? New York, bro. Is she going to come back? She's in New York. Is she going to come back? For the movie? No. I know that's confirmed. Not for the movie, but we got three episodes left? I don't know. If anything, in the movie, they'll be like, no, she's still in New York. Or she's in that movie yesterday about this (laughs) band called... uh, I don't know. I don't know what this band was. I forget what they're called. What songs? Uh, So, yeah. Yeah. and yeah, so, you know, Talbot's like, you can't deny me. You know, I may not have money. You attracted to me. You're thirsty. You want this. Yeah. And he leaves her thirsty for the moment. So we'll see where that goes. But also, I think perhaps the more palpable relationship is Branson and Talbot. It's yeah. like, dude, come watch me drive, bro. <laughs> yeah, we could just drink afterwards, have a couple brews, some laughs. Yeah. And Branson's like, I think I like that. <laughs> To get the NOS and the engine, start a, a Fast and Furious. I kept thinking Yorkshire. about that. Like this is Branson's chance to become like a pit crew member or whatever, like looming up the car. Well, uh, he he's the who's who. Is he is he Brian or Dom? Uh, he's he's too 
I think he's he's dumb. He's all about family. I mean, that's why he came back. I mean, that's, he has a whole speech about family already. We're like, I was gone, and I realized the so only t- thing I was hearing. Talbot is, is Paul Walker? Yeah. He's a bit of a stiff. Yeah, he could be a cop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Let's make it. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Photoshop. If, if any of our listeners have uh, Photoshop skills, yeah, make a Fast and Furious Downton Abbey poster with Talbot and Branson. <laughs> I would see that movie. And then Mary is uh, Letty. Uh, yeah. Or no, no, no. Uh, who would be Letty? Because it, it would be Sybil, I guess. Yeah. Because uh, she dies and what's then her name? maybe comes back. Uh, we already forgot her name. What? And that's the, good. Yeah, Jordana Brewster's character. That well, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the, the teacher with Lady. And what? Teaching, Fast and Furious no, or Down Abbey? Down Abbey? Wait, what teacher? Oh, Miss Bunting. Yeah, Bunting is oh, Lady. That's right, that's right. No, uh, and Edna Breathway is the Charlize Theron character from Fate of the Sure, Theory. we're going deep in their <laughs> Fast and Furious fandom here. Let's get back on track. Um, so that's pretty much all the upstairs, I think. We just we covered it right there. Mary figures out, or Mary has essentially figured out that Marigold. Is, I don't think she's is, figured out because people won't let on that because she kind of project. She wants someone to tell her, but she won't. She says to Branson, like, if you're not telling me, no, she doesn't say that. Yeah, she does. Really? She says, "I'm going to be mad at you if you didn't tell me about this." She doesn't outwardly say that it's a biological child, but she knows. Yeah. You think she's walking around going but like... That, but no, that doesn't make sense because she resolves that scene by saying, I think it's idiotic that she adopted that child when she's still single. She says that. So I don't... She, kn- she knows. She knows it's up. Maybe. We'll see. She, don't yeah, be surprised she, when she's surprised to find out, dude. She knows something's up. Well, she definitely knows something's up. She hasn't, she hasn't put it together fully, though. Yeah. But she's asking people and people are like, huh. Yeah. But I do agree with her. Like, how idiotic does it sound that someone adopts a child when they're single and they need to marry in this family and everything? And it's just like, yeah, not the smartest uh, move. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so what I do we got going on downstairs? One more thing about the upstairs. When, they, when they talk about moving around and like people going through the house, Robert says, just imagine if they find Lady Mary in a bath. And this is when Carson's trying to give alcohol to Robert, and Robert like turns it down. And, oh yeah, that was a fun scene. And Carson's like, Ugh. he's got a flask of wine. Yeah, and, and Robert's like, I should finally listen to my doctor, but I can't. Yeah, I can't drink. So, uh, but yeah, what a weird comment to say about your daughter being in the tub, and then Carson's just like, come on, <laughs> she kissed me once, <laughs> and it was the best day of my life. Let it be, okay. <laughs> Well, let's just move on to them. Carson and Hughes not getting along exactly in their household. Not too surprising, really. I mean, it's like, is there a world where you live in a place where you are served your meals every single day? Mm-hmm. Your bed is made, either you make your bed a specific way mm-hmm. or someone makes it for you. And then you move out and it's not really difficult. There was a world back in the 1920s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I mean, in anyone's life. Like, if yeah, you were yeah. alone for 60 years, living yeah. this way for, like, right, 40 right. years, and then all of a sudden... Yeah, it just goes to show, move in with the person you plan to marry before you marry them. It pro leads t- to less problems. Pro tip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, he is annoying, this episode, Carson. Uh, he's annoying, but he's not intentionally annoying. He's just... Uh, I, I think him prodding Hughes to keep talking to Pat Moore is pretty annoying. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't know any better. Yeah, he wants things his way. He wants it that way. But no, I re- remembering how the story culminates, I just think Carson's being oblivious. Yeah, very much oblivious. <laughs> and it's like, come on, dude. Uh, so 
Yeah, Hughes is annoyed. She has to keep going to Patmore for yesterday's food. And it's like, what are, what dinners are these where she has salmon for, for Carson and then duck? And that, you know. And he just straight up doesn't eat the salmon because there's no lemon and horseradish. Yeah. Just turns it down. What a piece of work. What a, what a guy who's been being served food for 40 years and for a month he's living with his wife. Acting like a baby. They should just eat at the manor. It's, and they do one night. It's like, why not? And he wants his bed folded a certain way? Bro. Do it yourself. You don't have to fold your bed every day. It's, apologies to fans out there who live by folding your bed and making it every day. I don't do it. Spoiler. Okay, you live by yourself. Yeah. It's okay. You'll wake up. You'll go to bed the next day and it's fine. Okay. I'm just saying. Pro tip. Don't have to fold your bed every day. All our all our friends at High Clear Castle Gin and Cigars are like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. Well, children out there, please keep folding your beds and making your parents happy. Yeah, if you're if you're a, ch- a young person doing this, get used to making make it a habit, or you'll wind up like idiots like us. Yeah, don't end up like me. You don't want to end up <laughs> With like unmade me. beds. <laughs> yeah, living like a slob. Uh, so there's that, and then we hear about Pat Moore's house again. This episode, it's done. And yeah, she, she's putting out ads for people to come live there, and her niece is running things. Yeah, and she's got a telephone in there to receive people, you know, who want to stay there. So reservations, yeah. Pamor is modernizing herself. She is. She's getting that side income. Yeah, and you know what? She got to watch out. She may want to leave some room for an extra visitor. Uh oh. Mister Mason is still feeling himself with his uh, his land, and he keeps bringing vegetables and stuff for Patmore as a thanks. Yeah, because Patmore's being good. Yeah, really, Patmore's good to him. Yeah, because Patmore is maternal little Daisy. Yeah. Daisy does not yet live there, but she's visiting every day. Right. She brought her photo of William in his mm-hmm. army uniform and yeah. put it on the on the wall. Yeah. And I, this is I just don't understand. I'm sure this will get resolved. Yeah. I love the idea that Pat Moore and Mr. Mason just get closer and closer until eventually, who knows, maybe they marry or get together and then they just adopt Daisy without like her 20 having, year old Daisy. Yeah, they have Daisy has no say in it. Like, you're our child now, Daisy. Come with us. I don't want to. You're our child now. <laughs> come on, Daisy. You'll come with us. Because that's essentially what, what ha- was happening in this episode where they're like, oh, you can just go do that with Mr. Mason and go hang out with her, him. And she's like, come on. I don't want to be with this guy all the time. I got school. But then again, she doesn't want Patmore being in touch with Mr. Mason. Yeah. She wants her all to himself on her terms. Well, I think it's also, she feels like it's encouraging Mr. Mason to come around more, too, I think. But he's so good. Yeah, he means he's, well. He is just on the, if you did that, like, that like Dungeons and Dragons character chart of, like, pure good, chaotic yeah. good, he would be, like, just good, pure yeah. good. Yeah. By the way, Daisy's got a test, too. Yep. We don't, we don't know how it goes yet, so we'll see. And she's got a special tutor. Mr. Mosley? Mr. Mosley. Yeah. Who is getting tested himself. Yeah. To see if he may get a job in education. Yeah. Which makes me wonder, all, during all that time he was doing those side jobs, he never once thought about getting an edu- education? Yeah, like, <laughs> you ever be, find yourself in a situation where you're around people that are, like, severely less educated than you, mm-hmm. and you're just trying to, like, socialize with people that just are, for lack of a better phrase, dumb? Yeah. And you're trying not to, you don't want to be rude, mm-hmm. but you can't, there's some like common ground and it's not just literally education. It's like, it's like being cultured and reading. Yeah. You think he's like laying tar down with like dudes that are like, oh, I was reading Shakespeare last yeah. night. I was yeah. reading the history of the, and, and Mosley's like, oh, I was as well. Mosley just misses common sense frequently, yeah. you know? Mosley um, would be a good conversationalist. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. We'll see where he winds up with uh, with this test. We'll see. 
What if he just flunks it? Well, then we'll forget about this plot line and never happens. He just pisses himself during while taking the test. Oh no, it's happening again. So yeah, this plot line may just get written out if he just can't pass his test. So we'll see. That make more room for the absent Sprat and Danker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spanker. Um, Spranker. 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 <laughs> That's who it is. Don't want to get too dirty with them. <laughs> No, let's not. Um, so the other thing going on downstairs, too, is uh, back, uh, Cor- uh, Baxter tells Cora about the, the trial, and mm-hmm. then that comes up. And then later on, she gets noticed that, like, oh, he's in jail and he wants to talk with me. We'll see if we get to finally see him next episode. It better be, like, a big guest star, like, you know, <laughs> to really make us wait to see who this dude is. Yeah, it's George Clooney. It's Giamatti again. It was a different character. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, just a clean-shaven Giamatti. Um, or did he have a beard? I think he was clean-shaven. He bearded he had the, Giamatti. He had the yeah. hor- horseshoe bald head. Yeah. He's fully shaved head. There we go. Are we missing anything else? Oh, there's the other thing with uh, Thomas and Andy. Yeah. Tom- so, Andy can't read. Still can't read. Thomas- and there's all this talk about downsizing and how, like, Barrow is a... Uh, that. An underbutler is like a fragrant memory of the lost world. Yeah, there's no need for him anymore, his role. Yeah. And that's fair. Sure. I feel uh, you start to feel for Thomas, though, because it's like, it's so thankless. He's been there forever. He served in the war, and they just could not care less about him. Yeah. Even in, like, well, I mean, he's done his fair share of, of wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so. People catch Patmore catches him uh, Andy exiting his room. No, Patmore or, catches him talking to Andy like right. come to my room later and Carson catches him walking Andy out. Andy walking out of the room without a book cuz Andy's like, "Oh, I was just collecting a book." And he's like, "You don't have a book." "Oh, I forgot it. I'll get it tomorrow." Dumb Andy. Well, I, I have a book. Where is the book? It's Oh, no. <laughs> I don't have no book. I mean, yeah, shocker. Uh and so they put two and two together thinking, "Oh, it's that dirty misdeeds again." And it's like it's so unfair to Thomas you know, like, come on. You th- he learned his lesson. Yeah. it's, it's it, I mean, it's just because we know Thomas, but it's not fair to him. I think this actually leads to maybe the best scene between Carson and Thomas in the, uh, this, the whole series, where they're going back and forth a little bit, where Thomas is like, when I tell you nothing wrong, went ha- wrong happened, believe me. And he's like, I don't think I can. And it's just like, if, and the, the, the hammer of this episode is Thomas crying to himself. Yeah. And you feel for him legitimately this time. How, is this the third episode where we've seen an episode end with Thomas crying to himself? I think there was like the beginning of season five and then there's a plaster episode. Is that like, that's like anger. Yeah, I season guess. Season five is when the guy kills himself in the, or no, there's the hospital too, season two. Yeah. When the guy kills off himself. Right. He's Yeah. He cries a lot, Thomas, in the show. There, someone can make a super well, He's a very, he's a guy that's like, so conflicted with his is he a bad guy is he a good guy every yeah. time he wants to be good it doesn't work why can't you just tell carson look andy's dumb as bricks and doesn't know how to read him helping him out yeah at what point does it, it's like dude just because i have a different lifestyle doesn't mean i'm always up to no good the dude can't read yeah don't tell him i told you but just leave me alone it must be a thing where he's like well i'm gonna be leaving here anyways i gotta get a job somewhere else what does it matter i'll, I'll keep andy safe it's a shame it's yeah, a shame especially after their nice little redemption yeah, and he was also one of Carson's uh, groomsmen. Yeah, <laughs> by not by choice, but he was he was a groomsman. And Bates is like, you bastard. Yeah, I should have been his best man. <laughs> yeah, should have been me. <laughs> I don't think he cares. Should have been me. 
<laughs> he picks. He already beat up Pharaoh. Yeah. And then he sees the responsibility of being a groomsman, and he's like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't manage. <laughs> yeah, I can't manage. Uh, I, I, w- I would love to see where he gets the receipt for the bill of Anna, and he just, <laughs> God, I can't manage. Just crumbles it up. He just goes into the lake and like pulls out his limp corrector. He's, Can I exchange this for a surgery? <laughs> oh man, that would be. I know that would be very much like Agent Gates if like, Bates goes into the water and like resurrects his limp corrector. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think that's the broad strokes of the the storylines this episode, right, Dave? Yeah, more or less. Yeah. Uh, was a good episode. It felt like a. Uh, a moving plots forward episode more so than it did like a yeah you couldn't show this to somebody who hadn't seen down and have a nice story be told and resolved right yeah so it was fine yeah it was fine it was good the tour we, i mean it was it was a good episode within a season yeah no, i agree so uh quotes from this episode uh when they're talking about opening the house edith says something along the lines of like why would anyone pay good money and come yeah. and look? And then, uh, Robert, trust you can cast a pool of doom over a successful day. Says Mary to Edith. Yep. Uh, Robert thinks it's crackers that people would want to come here. Yeah, it's weakling stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Edith says, it's sad. Our way of life is seen as strange. It's like, is it? All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when they're talking about uh, the, where they're going in London, Edith says, oh, I went there with Michael Gregson. And, and Mary just says, do you have to put a damper on every restaurant you've been to? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when they're talking about Bertie, um, Mary says, is he worth it? And Edith says, as opposed to your car mechanic, burn. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the mic. You know, he calls it your oily car mechanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I like when Edith and Bertie kiss and uh, Edith is like, it feels so nice and automatic. It's like. Yeah, oh, she's right. she's in the Fast and Furious crew. Edith? Oh, absolutely. She she might she's, be. She's like the Gal Gadot character or something like that. Or no, she's she would better. she would be more of a, a. You have to take gender out because she's very important. Yeah, she's more of uh, the ludicrous. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, uh, yeah. Robert talking about not drinking the the wine that's from Lord Byron that Carson gives him. You know, he's like, I can't carry on the way I used to. It makes me think, was Robert like a lush that we just never realized? I feel like all of them are. Yeah. Even Carson, when Hughes is like, "Can will you be relaxed if you don't drink? Oh, right, because so there's a moment where Carson's like, I can't drink because the Lord can't drink, and it feels like... Yeah, just, solidarity. Yeah, which is like, dude, let it be. This is this is almost, it's almost too comical. <laughs> like, dang it, Carson. Be your own man. Find out the name of the person that Baxter's having to deal with. His name is Coyle. Brendan Coyle. <laughs> not, no, not Bates. Come see me in jail. What if it's him? It's just, <laughs> Bates with like a beard or something or a mustache. Like, My great grandson is going to be an actor. Yeah. Uh, Bates says about Anna, I miss you when you're out of sight. I like that everyone's sort of okay with them having like the times equivalent of PDA where they're just like flirting with each other and like cute talking in front of Lady Mary. That's kind of a big deal when you think about it. They just love each other. They're, they're just horn dogs for each other, I guess. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um. All right, so I think that's it for this episode. Uh, there's Violet says uh, I'm sick and tired of logic. It's they said logic or principle. She said I'll take a principle every day. It's true. And she says, "Tell Cora I don't want to see her face until I'm used to having a traitor in the family." Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll see. Cora's like, "All right, yeah, El Presidente." Yeah. Well. 
Power rankings. Let's do it. Who yeah. do you got down? Number three is Carson. Me, me too. He's just uh, he's just oblivious. He's being dumb. Yeah, a little rude. A little rude. And clearly, he's uh, on the wrong side of the open house. Walks around with that stick. Doesn't do anything with it. It's just flexing. Just flexing. He's got no power. Yeah. Oh yeah. He had a walking stick that he misplaced. Right. Who do you have at two? Thomas. Yep. He's just having a rough week, crying to himself. Yeah. He's just trying to. Do you think he's perpetually trying to turn a new leaf, but he's always up to... There's always something negative going on. Yeah. 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 It's easy enough. No luck for him. Number one is pretty obvious. Causing a scene. Violet. Yeah. She she didn't get the job. Or she didn't... She she lost the battle. This entire season's been building this, and she lost. You lose, Violet. You lose. Yeah. Uh, And you had never had any say to begin with. It's kind of like ironic. It's like, look... This board is going to make the decision either way. You can't really do much about it. Your prankster buddy couldn't have done anything. Yeah, sorry. So who's going up? I got Birdie at number three. I got I got Birdie at number three too. He's doing good. He's automatic with his kisses. He's helping out with, with he, advice around the house. Crucial to this episode. This episode yeah. does not succeed without Birdie. Yeah, he saves the day a little bit. Who's two? Mary. I got Mary at two. All right, she's having a week. She's got a kiss. Uh, she's wheeling and dealing. It's her yeah. idea to do the open house. Yeah. She's helping Anna. She's yeah. footing the bill. Yeah. Well, she's not going to end up footing that bill if Bates has anything to do with it. Bates is a sneaky uh, power rankings loser if he sees that bill. <laughs> He's like, wait a second. That's my salary for the put, year. Put me on the down list this week. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing this one, boys. Yeah. And number one, I think we may be in lockstep of this whole week. El Presidente. Cora. She got the job. Whoop-oo. Didn't even ask for the job. She just got it. That's power. Also, she is like the worst at giving the tours, but she is so smooth. Yeah. They're like, tell me who did that painting. And she's like, well, I'll tell you who did this painting. I'm, and she was like, I'm not sure. But I can tell you about this painting. You know, just a very direct yeah. guiding people along. Um, yeah. So, wow. I think that's the first time we've been like this all six. Yeah. Six for six. It took six. There's a lot of. Season six. Devilish stuff six, going on. June 6th. All six of our power rankings <laughs> did not plan this. Are For the order. record, Dave and I are not saying this. Oh, really? We, we should make that clear. We do not believe not yet. in the power of Satan. Well, Satanists also don't believe in the power of Satan. Well, like, what do they believe in? Nothing? Satanists are sort of like, you know, this is, okay, this is a... We're, I mean, we, we ran a little short this week. I think Satanists are like, if Christians believe that like you need to be follow the rules of God, Satanists are like, YOLO. Okay. Like... Like, don't be a bad person, but like, live your best life. Indulge. Well, then I should be maybe a little bit. Of haven't you seen the the witch? <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's like it's like live deliciously is what the the gotcha. the devil says in that movie. All right. Well, we'll live deliciously this week. Don't live deliciously <laughs> if you're Robert Grantham, though uh, yeah. Robert Crawley, because it won't go well. <laughs> so live within reason. Yeah. Or else you're also reverse. But if you're feeling like being a little out of reason, unreasonable <laughs> with your money, join our Patreon. <laughs> Here our dirty dancing video. We want to talk about Satanists. <laughs> a little bit there. A little bit in that dirty dancing. Um, that would be wonderful. And yeah. all, as always, follow us on social media. We were a little uh, quiet about the High Clear Castle Gin contest, which is two tickets to High Clear Castle. If we have not emphasized how cool that is, we're not going to fly to England, but they're sort of there. You're going to get free tickets to High Clear Castle. Yeah. We don't know how exactly it's going to involve hashtags and it's going to involve that gin. So if you see the gin, buy it. You see the cigars, buy one. That's all I can recommend. Yeah. And maybe if you just see gin and cigars in general, just go crazy, you know? Well, 
High clear, hey, specifically. we're Satanists. Go live your best life. <laughs> yeah. you know. Live deliciously. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, until next time, you can follow us. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, Don't buy gin unless that's what you do. Yeah, unless that's what you do. Uh, unless you're a lush like Robert. Um, so, yeah, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook if you want to see more of what we do, you know. Just uh, shoot us, post. shoot us an email on Gmail. We've gotten some nice f- uh, feedback from fans. Yeah, love the reviews on iTunes. If you want to post them, there's a lovely one that was posted the other week that we really appreciated. Yeah, a five star review. Yeah, that was thank nice. you. Yeah, um, but until next time, enjoy yourself. Yeah, again, take care. Bye. <laughs>